0: She's the pushy broad from the Bronx, New York. Follow her voice, a straight dog is nice. She's the pushy broad from the Bronx, oh yeah. Don't be surprised if you wanna listen twice. Make decisions, find the right choice. Know yourself better, find your own voice. It's okay, we need help today, cause everybody needs a little push. From the pushy broad from the Bronx, New York.
1: Welcome, Transformation Talk Network listeners. My name is Ellen Stewart, and I am the Pushy Broad from the Bronx with a little sore throat today. So please bear with me. Welcome to my show, Recovery Recharged, where we share advice and support from experts in addiction and recovery and beyond. I am so thrilled today to have one of my very special guests on for this holiday edition of Recovery Recharged. I think everybody's going to appreciate what this gentleman has to say and the great insights and uplifting thoughts he projects, especially this time of year. The name of our show today is Jumpstart Your New Year Now with best-selling author Andrew Cap. We're going to talk about why now is a better time to start a new habit or begin a New Year's resolution as opposed to waiting till the first of the year. And how do we make sure, most of all, because we all do this, how do we make sure that our resolutions will last rather than fizzle out in February. Andrew Kapp is a best known author for his best selling book The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read which is like my Bible which is here next to me on my desk and it's always with me. He sold over 100,000 copies of that book and then wrote a book called Three Words I Used to Sell 100,000 Books. So That's what he did. He proved what he did. He wrote another book about it. And then he challenged himself to write a new book to give readers exactly what they want in the tools in improving their lives. And that book is the one that we're going to talk about today. And that is Just Feel Good by Andrew Cap. We're going to talk about tips and tricks to do exactly what we all need to do, especially this time of year. So without further ado, my very good friend, Andrew Cap. Good morning, Andrew. How are you?
2: I'm great, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me and braving a sore throat, which I I know when you're speaking the first title, it's a little rough, but the new book in only three words is probably a little smoother for you.
1: (laughs) I know. I understand. I was like, I have to talk slowly so that I make sure I get it right. So we always do this time of year, an uplifting show for everybody, and especially people in recovery, because I want you to know that there's always hope. It's a bright new year. And one of the best ways to do that is to read Andrew's book and talk about things that make our lives better. So let's remind people just for a moment, and also our first-time listeners, what exactly is just feel good about?
2: Well, just feel good is kind of a different kind of answer to the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read because I'm so humbled by the fact that people um, continue to buy the book and also continue to recommend it and give it as a gift to others. But I discovered uh, a few months before writing Just Feel Good that some people were hesitant just because the loved ones in their life they don't know how they'll react to a term or a concept like law of attraction. So people were hesitant on that standpoint. Mm. So I wanted to challenge myself. What if I could provide the same value, the same content, the same explanations, but do it without using terms like law of attraction or manifestation and make it more giftable, so to speak? You know, whether it's the holidays and you want a stocking stuffer or a birthday gift or a graduation gift, really something that provides you know some level of value without the law of attraction stigma attached to it
1: so so what you did was put together a very reader friendly book that is approximately what 100 pages
2: uh less than a, it's actually comes in at 89 and,
1: 89 pages go ahead
2: yeah and, and they're both supposed to be read. they're both very reader friendly the the difference being if people are resistant to law of attraction as a concept maybe they have a preconceived notion based on the secret or something else this is my way of saying i created something for you to gift to others anyway for them to enjoy
1: that's fantastic so let's go back to some of the things that we've also talked about that this book highlights and also the first book highlights what exactly do you refer to as Merry Manifesting? What is that about, especially this time of year? What are we
2: right. talking about? Right. Yeah. So so Merry Manifest, it's not actually not even in the book. That's that's one of my, my YouTube videos. And p- anyone that follows me long enough, uh, you know, Ellen, they'll they'll see like I'm always trying to give value in different pockets because some people don't even read books, they just prefer videos. Um, but merry manifesting is basically a gratitude method that I designed to perfectly coincide with the holiday season with the understanding that I I know gratitude is an overused term, but anyone that really brings that into their life, if they're not attached to how things are going to play out and they just sit back and they're grateful for even a few minutes a day, they're going to find by hook or by crook, things shifting in a noticeable way that adds more positivity to their lives.
1: Well, well, one of the things you describe in both of these books is the ability to get the life you've always wanted and to be able to manifest things so that they come into your life in a positive way. So because I want this hour to be very directed and I want everybody that's either driving to work or, or um, sitting and having their first break at work to actually be able to do some of these quick and easy exercises, give us an example and maybe walk us through one merry manifesting exercise so I can do it with, with everybody else.
2: Yeah, well the the main version of the merry manifesting method is pretty easy. All you're going to do, and again, this is about utilizing the holiday season. I'm all about strategy. I'm all about finding ways that there's a life event already going on that you could use to your advantage because some people they struggle to get in the habit of gratitude or they they struggle to think of ways of of being grateful. Merry manifesting is basically you're, you know, here we are in the holiday season. You're gonna go out in your neighborhood around your home or around your office or wherever, you're just gonna take a walk around and you're gonna use holiday decorations that you see around as cues to feel grateful for something. And you set the rules. So maybe you see a Santa Claus and that's your cue to think of something from your past that you're grateful for. Maybe you see presents, perfect word, presents, right? And you can think of something in your life in your present life that you're grateful for. Maybe you see snowmen or reindeer or Christmas lights. That could be your cue to think of something in your future that you're looking forward to enjoying that you're grateful for. And by the time you're finished with your walk around the block, you've had all these cues provided to you. You didn't have to come up with them yourself for reasons or excuses or indicators to feel grateful for something.
1: And when we feel grateful for something, our psyche kind of takes over and we just begin to feel good.
2: Yeah, this is why it's so effective and so powerful, because it sounds it's deceptively simple, but human psychology is human psychology and human nature is human nature. And when you are strategically and intentionally finding ways of feeling good about things in your life, which quick little preface, some people hearing this, they might be, well, what do I have to feel good about, which we'll cover later? There's always something there, no matter what's going on. Yeah, we're gonna
1: cover that kind of right after this. But go ahead, keep going.
2: Yeah, but but when you you find a way of of doing this, you're changing your body chemistry. You're changing your brain chemistry. Your Um, reinforcing patterns in your brain to lean in that direction as opposed to a more negative mindset, as opposed to a more defeatist or depressed or confused or frustrated mindset. It's all about saying, listen, we're surrounded by the news today. We're surrounded by all these different cues that are going to get us leaning in a negative direction. Let's strategically combat that and, and find something better by finding reasons, easy reasons, to feel good instead and reinforce that psychological, that mindset pattern.
1: You have said in all of your books that that doing these kinds of things and bringing these positive thoughts into our mind projects other positive thoughts, whether it's the law of attraction or whether it's just beginning to feel good. In recovery, we say... Act as if. When I coach my my recovery clients, or well, when I talk to people that are also maybe depressed or anxious, I ask them immediately to find a positive thought to replace the negative thought, which is exactly the methods in Mary manifesting. And I think also why the Hallmark Channel does so well, especially this time of year. It's all Christmassy. It's all shining and light. There are no really terrible problems, and everybody lives happily ever after. And no matter what. What you can help but just feel good after those things. You may not want that, that, you know, candy cane, we lollipops and roses all the time. But because of the stress of our, our existence, you do need it some of the time. So, what do you say to the pessimists that say, Oh, come on, Andrew, I have nothing to feel good about? What are your suggestions?
2: Well, there's so many different directions that you can go into this, but the one i always go to and and keep in mind someone listening to this might be in a certain physical pain in their life or an emotional pain or whatever it might be but regardless of what's going on in your life anyone and everyone by virtue of the fact that they are alive can be grateful for their heart which has been beating for every single second of every single minute of every hour of every day of every week of every month of every year of every decade that they have been alive, tirelessly pumping blood, oxygen, nutrients to all the other parts of their body that are serving them, their liver, their kidneys, their brain, to say nothing of their hands, their fingers, their arms, their toes, their feet, their legs, to getting, you know, to the point of like, what about your friends? What about people that have always been there for you in your corner? What about fresh air? What about a roof over your head? There's always something to be grateful for in this moment. And it's not about pretending that there aren't bad things going on in life. It's about saying, I understand that. But even though I see that I am not going to fail in service to myself to recognize things that I do have to be grateful for, because I know when I lean in that direction, it's a much healthier and better choice for myself.
1: One of the things you also say in your book is that not only to feel the gratitude and try to do it as often as you can, and you and I both do this every single day, but also to know that it should not be a chore to be done. It shouldn't be hard work. You shouldn't have to turn around and say, oh, my God, now I have to find a lot of things to be grateful for. How do you talk to those people that say it's too hard to do or it's a chore? Talk about that.
2: Well, I'm a huge proponent of keeping things simple and whatever you do, it it needs to be fun on a certain level. And and part of making it fun is not putting unnecessary pressure on yourself like me. I, I will set a timer on my phone for three minutes or five minutes, and I'll think of whatever comes to mind to be grateful for. But at no point do I say, well, you need to think of a minimum of 50 things or a minimum of 100 things. I just say you set the timer for whatever it is and give yourself the space and the freedom to flow. And the thing is, sometimes we struggle with, with what to be grateful for. It's really, it's kind of in front of you. Maybe that person that you fell in love with, even if you're not with them anymore, that's a huge, you know, important part of your life or or family or friends or a significant victory that you've enjoyed, even if it's not right now and it's from the past, just the best things about your life that you can think of, it's very easy to go to, no matter what's going on in your life right now.
3: And
1: the most important thing is... That you can turn around if I wake up in the morning, um, you know, I'm going about my business. Alexa reminds me at eight forty five in the morning, do your gratitude list. And then I turn around if I have nothing else in my head, I go, "I'm grateful for the breakfast I'm eating. I'm grateful for the sunshine today." I look around the room and say, "I'm grateful for." because that's the way we begin to rewire our brain. And in recovery, we say we say acting as if, because I tell all of my clients, I don't care if you believe that you have gratitude for something just by saying it. And sometimes for me, it works to say it out loud. Then you tell it to the universe and you also get a chance to hear it because you hear something outside of your subconscious. So I like to say it to the world. I am grateful, like I am grateful for you, Andrew. I'm grateful for TTN and I'm grateful for the show that I do, Recovery Recharged. So that doesn't take a long time to do, but it really does a mind shift for you. And you won't realize the power of that until you actually do it. Right. Right? Yes.
2: Absolutely. And, and, you know, you won't realize it 10 seconds later, you'll realize it 90 seconds or 180 seconds. It's, it's a thing where you're not even looking for it. You're not like, well, where is it? You're just going through the process of genuinely thinking about those things. And it takes as long as it's going to take. And it's feel, it feels as good as it's going to feel. And some days will be way more obvious and some days will be subtle and it's always okay.
1: It is. It's always okay. So now it brings us, now now we're at the new year and and we're going to talk a lot about this. But what's your best advice for people who are already starting to think about what New Year's resolution should be? I mean, that seems a little crazy. So how do you handle, how do you handle what you're doing now for the new year?
2: Well, it's interesting because here we are, we're a couple of weeks off. And we're saying, well, on January 1st, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And everyone, everyone listening knows what they want to do, whether they feel like they can do it is it's a whole other thing. Everybody knows what they would like to resolve to do right now, but we're all waiting till that really special day. You know, that day when you start, why is it that January 2nd, everybody's in the gym and January 8th, it's empty again. (laughs) And my question to people is like, why wait, why wait until this big pressure day? rather than simply starting right now that's how i handle things i do my resolution before everyone else before it's this set weird thing of all these uh you know past years failures attached to it and everything else i just dive in right now without even calling it a resolution
1: all right give us an example we need to know what you're thinking right now for the new year
2: so i actually did this last month i I took a month and I said, I'm going to give myself 30 days of a very specific diet, which I'm I'm happy to share the diet details. But I'll say this, for me, it was a very difficult thing because I love pasta and I didn't have any pasta. I love bread. I didn't have any bread. But I said, listen, I'm going before even the holidays and I have all my social things and I'm out at Italian restaurants with people catching up, I'm going to give myself a month of no pasta and i didn't have to wait till till january 1st and it's amazing because i was probably 181 182 pounds and i haven't been working out that's once i throw that in wow wait till we see where things go there
1: (laughs) it's part of the second part of the resolution right yeah well and and that is
2: going to be part of my january but i went from 181 pounds to 169 pounds and then a few days later to 165 pounds. And all I did was was this change. So I had this, this reaffirmation of, Andrew, what you're doing is making a real impact, even if you don't see it in the mirror yet. So I really just said, I'm gonna do the hard thing before waiting for everybody else. And then it's not really gonna be a hard thing. It's just gonna be another thing.
1: Right. Also, and I would also think that that I know, like everybody says, I know there are a lot of people that say I'm going to stop smoking on January 1st or I'm not going to drink anymore on January 1st. I mean, you know, this is recovery. I'm not going to drink anymore and I'll wait to then and I'm going to party like a crazy person over Christmas and New Year's. And on January 1st, that's the first day I'm going to choose to be sober. That never works. Mm mm-hmm. Explain to us again why you also feel the same way.
2: Well, (laughs) this goes back to human nature and human psychology. And, you know, law of attraction is the weird thing. And here we are having this conversation. For some reason, my YouTube algorithm has been throwing Van Halen in front of me. (laughs) And they had that that old song, I think 1991 or so right now. And one of the lyrics from right now is it's your tomorrow. You know, everyone's always thinking of like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. But all that matters is right now. And when you're always waiting for a certain day to do it, it's really if if you're being honest with yourself, you're just giving yourself an excuse to put it off that will be repeated. It's the same excuse. It's actually a spoiler alert. When you say I'm going to do this tomorrow or I'm going to do this on January 1st, it's actually a spoiler preview of the same BS that you're going to throw at yourself when that time actually comes.
1: Right. It's a spoiler related of the fact that you're not going to do it. <laughs> if you, you didn't, if you're not doing it today, you're not going to do it tomorrow.
2: If you were going to do it, you would be doing You
1: would be doing it. it already. Exactly. And that's when I talk to my clients about people do not do what they don't want to do, but they run to do things that they really want to do. And the best thing about it is that if you listen to what Andrew is saying and you read at least one of these books, just feel good, you will easily want to do those things now. And, and he has a myriad of people that tell you that these methods work and the pushy broad is one of them and i can tell you that that how many clients that have said the same thing the clients that i that i use in recovery it's required reading for them to read just feel good 89 pages of how to rewire your brain in a really positive way so what do you think the best way is of if ensuring that Right now, you're actually planning for the new year. What happens in mid December? How can everybody be assured they can start their resolutions and their game plan today?
2: Well, you actually gave the secret uh, about a minute ago, where you were talking about that people will run to the things that they like to do. So if the thing that you want to do is hard for some reason, whatever that might be, the best thing you can do for yourself is think of a way <clears throat> to make it easy or make it enjoyable or build some kind of reward into it. Do something where there's a real, and you want to be incentivized. You have to incentivize yourself because when you actually care about doing it and look forward to doing it, you're in a much stronger position to actually begin and more importantly, stick with it.
1: So how did you incentivize, incentivize yourself to give up pasta and bread you brave man (laughs) so for me
2: I um I've ignored in the past my physical health you know I tend to be a workaholic I tend to to really drive myself hard so the way I incentivized myself was I actually thought back to times in my life earlier when I was more disciplined and I was doing things and I thought about how good I felt and how much easier I was to function in the day from my clarity of thought to the simple movement of my body. So I kind of reverse engineered it. And I told myself, well, all right, if I'm giving this thing up, well, I'm finding things in my diet that I still enjoy, that I still, still taste good. So even though there were certain things, for the things that I didn't like, I incentivized myself with the memory of how great it's going to be again. And on top of that, I made sure I was still enjoying food, just wasn't the same food.
1: You said some very interesting things and I wanna talk about that when we come back from the break. I want our listeners to understand that it is not only the spoken word or the written word that makes positive changes in our lives, but to be able to recall feelings helps us propel into more positive ways of thinking. We are talking to Andrew Cap in and his book, Just Feel Good. I'm the Pushy Broad from the Bronx. I am doing free sessions this holiday season. So please call me at 800-889-1757 or go to pushybroadfromthebronx.com. Make a 30-minute free consultation with me and we will get your holidays going in the right direction. Thank you very much. We'll be right back.
4: At the Centerpiece Foundation, Dr. Ellie's Arabian can help you make the most of your time here on earth. As a third generation healer with a doctorate degree in psychology, Dr. Ellie helps you resolve conflict that begins within the self and extends out into the world. No matter your spiritual background and cultural heritage, you can learn to heal past traumas and listen to your inner voice. Are you ready to feel empowered to live more peacefully during our time of social unrest? For more information, visit centeronpeace.com.
1: Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction. Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, And click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
4: A book that actually has healing power. Introducing you to Maximize Your Healing Power by Dr. Sharon Martin, available now for pre-order. This book takes you on an empowering journey that teaches you how to have control over your own health, bridging the divide between Western medicine and shamanic practices of energy healing. Pre-order today and get a free bundle of gifts from Dr. Sharon Martin and several of her partners. For more information, visit drsharonmartin.com.
3: Hi everyone, Dr. Pat here, host of the Dr. Pat Show. For about 20 years, you've heard me talk about silver and the importance of silver. I've been looking upside down and sideways to find silver that was the highest quality and I think I found it. No actually I know I found it. I discovered this in my own healing journey and that's what we used for me. Amio Life has the most advanced silver available today. All things that harm our health is what it takes care of. Now I thought I'd seen it all because I've been on this journey for 20 years with silver but I've not quite found anything like Amio Life. The folks and our friends at Amiolife have put together a special discount for your first purchase of 20% off. Amiolife.com. A-M-E-O-life.com. Remember to give them a call. Tell them Dr. Pat sent you at 1-800-422-8148. I've already sent it to my naturopath.
0: From the pushy broad, from the Bronx, New York.
1: Welcome back. This is Ellen Stewart, the Pushy Broad from the Bronx. You're listening to my show, Recovery Recharged, with author Andrew Cap, who wrote a fantastic book, especially for this holiday season. I know you're looking for stocking stuffers and you're going out there and doing a lot of different things and running around like crazy. Give somebody the gift of feeling good and go get Andrew Cap's new book, Just Feel Good. It's little it's 89 pages they can touch it in their hands or they can go to audible or um Kindle, right? It's on Kindle as well Andrew
2: Kindle, audible, Amazon. So any format you want, whether it's paperback or hardcover or ebook or audiobook, I take care of everybody.
1: I have it in hardcover. I have it. Um, I hear you talking to me so I have it on audible as well and I and I absolutely adore it. So now we are in the middle of December, and we are talking about how to get a kickstart for the new year and the fact that we should start just right now and not wait. So people out there that are depressed, or maybe they're anxious, or they're generally feeling down, what advice do you have for them to begin to feel better and to move into the new year with a little hope and a little light?
2: I'll start by imploring people to be kind and patient with themselves because sometimes when you feel bad you then feel bad about feeling bad and it becomes this really horrible cycle so oh
1: you're right you're right you're right i have so many clients that say to me i feel so guilty i feel so i feel so upset i'm punishing myself for feeling bad so that's like a double double whammy right they're feeling bad and then they're feeling bad about feeling bad right just yeah pouring rocks on top of their head.
2: And, you know, sometimes we we come to this conclusion of like, no one's in my corner or blah, blah, blah. One that isn't true, but two, let's pretend it is you can be in your corner and you can very easily do it by being kind and patient with yourself about the fact that life isn't perfect right now. And with that as your foundation, again, it sounds like, you know, like I'm, I'm almost a broken record. But just finding ways of feeling good whether it's about your current life or about things from your past life memories or things you're looking forward to in the future small simple things go the 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 whole thing about the merry manifesting method is yeah you're you're seeing all these decorations and you're finding reasons to feel grateful you're also giving yourself nice fresh air you're also taking a walk you're also being out in the sun it's the simple, quiet things that aren't dramatic. You know, I mean, if, if you want to go to some concert, awesome. If that really excites you, great. Or a sporting event or a party, beautiful. But that level of excitement, that level of energy, is not required to feel good around this time. You can go very small, very simple. And those are the things, those are the building blocks of a lot more sustained positive impact that will carry over into the new year for yourself.
3: And
1: while you are saying these wonderful, grateful things and looking around and observing, the brain is concentrating on these things and science tells us we really can not concentrate on two things exactly at the same time. So if your brain shifts to a positive thought or a positive action, then that's what your focus is right at that moment, which really does help rewire your brain, right?
2: Absolutely. And it sounds so simple. It sounds too easy. And that in and of itself is the trap. You go, well, that that's too simple and too easy to work. Therefore, I will not even bother to attempt it. But hey, it's small and simple. Why not just experiment? Do this little experiment with your life of actually trying this and just seeing what happens. And let's pretend I'm lying or I'm wrong. The, mo- the worst you've invested is five minutes a day of your life where you otherwise would have been feeling negative instead anyway. So no matter what, you're getting a win just by being willing to try this out.
1: And sometimes it only takes about 60 seconds. And for those of us in recovery, we understand that cravings last 30 to 60 seconds. So if you try to replace the cravings and the anxieties with gratitude for 30 to 60 seconds, you've gone that much further in staying clean and sober. And that's why these things are so important to us in recovery. Give us some of the highlights of Just Feel Good without giving away the secret of the book. What do you like to focus on when you talk to people about it?
2: Well, to the, there's two core parts of the book that I really appreciate. Um, specific, I mean, I'm, I'm in love with the whole book. But um, one end is, is a chapter where I kind of explain how it actually works, like how feeling good actually realistically results in what you want and i find a way of going in all these different directions and covering all these possibilities and kind of bring them all to one set point that anyone ideally and hopefully can relate to but then the other part of the book is kind of piggybacking off of that where i go through different ways of just feeling good and even walk people through a process that they're reading the book and i don't recommend listening to this while you're driving, if you get the audiobook, but I walk people through an actual guided process where they can kind of just breathe in and they can feel good about things and actually experience a positive emotion in the moment for themselves.
1: And even if you are driving in the morning, I have so many clients that say to me, they do their gratitude list or they do their appreciation of the world and of themselves as they're driving because they're looking at cars in front of them. They're looking at decorations all over the place. It is really outside that you let the world in. And by doing that, you can find many different ways to bring in the gratitude. Yes. So what so let's talk a little bit more about what's happening in the new year and why you think people should ex what you think people maybe should expect from the world around them in 2024. What do you think?
2: Well, I'm not one to mince words and I'm I'm also not one to lie to people. I think it's going to be a hectic 2024. That doesn't mean it's going to be a bad 2024. But I think people should expect it to be a little more intense, because when they're expecting that, they're not caught by surprise. And this is actually why I'm such a huge proponent of feeling good for a few minutes a day, because it's laying the the psychological foundation that when something weird or erratic happens in the world, you're responding to it and experiencing it from a much higher plane of awareness and ease.
1: That's a very good point. And this is something that we also worry about in recovery. When we are practicing and we are understanding what it's like to be clean and sober, we understand that the world has its own agenda. And this world, especially in 2024, is going to be an election year. It's going to be tumultuous in this country. There are many things that are already happening around the world that everybody is concerned about. So what you're saying is really noteworthy. People need to be prepared in their own mind, in their own psyche to learn effective tools to weather a storm and not ride the roller coaster of events that are coming. Yes. Is that right? The, Is that what you're the, trying to say?
2: Yeah, because the world, no matter what, it's always going to go at its own speed. And that doesn't mean that you can't go at a speed that kind of works with ghosts that keeps you in the flow. So to speak, whether you're faster or slower than the world, you can still be in the flow with whatever it's doing.
1: So what do you suggest people do right now, right here? Is there some exercise that even people in the car and you and I could do together to feel good?
2: So right. <clears throat> really, well, so if I'm in the car, again, I'm, I'm captain strategy here what am i what do i have to expect in a a standard car ride well i hit green lights i hit red lights i hit traffic jams i hit stop signs i hit yield signs all these things mean strategically if i have a daily commute i'm assigning certain things as cues to feel grateful so every time i hit a red light oh let me quickly think of something that i'm grateful for from my past green light oh let me think of something i'm grateful for for my future you know, traffic jam. Let me just be grateful for the air in my lungs right now while I'm sitting here trying to patiently wait for the cars to move again. I'm not lying to myself. I'm not all of a sudden like, oh, I love traffic jams. Like, no, I don't love traffic jams. But if I'm going to be in a traffic jam, I'm going to use it to my advantage in some way instead of what I usually would have been doing in terms of gritting my teeth and gripping the steering wheel really hard and not even realizing how tense you might be. I I can remember, as a really fast story, um, driving over ice years back and fishtailing. And I got control of the car and I noticed that all my windows were fogged up. And I was like, well, that's strange. I didn't feel like I was breathing heavy, but apparently in response and reaction to the car almost getting in a crash, my body really overreacted. We don't realize how tense we really are, which is why when you go to a red light and you can just take a deep breath, when you hit that traffic jam, you could just keep, keep, take a deep breath. When you hit that green light and you say, oh great, this is awesome, let me quickly say thank you for you know the, the blood pumping through my veins and for my body's health in any way, shape, or form. These are all building blocks.
1: So for everybody stuck in holiday traffic or getting to work in the morning, Let's make traffic jams more fun with Andrew Cap, And yes. I ex- I know exactly what you mean, because stress, especially this time of year, can be very, very dangerous. That's a really good way. Those are really good things. And I noticed there, too, that you put the time lapse method into things, which is my favorite way of, of manifesting. So let's talk about the time lapse method so people can do that right now. Sure.
2: Yeah, well, the 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 classic way of doing the time lapse, um, if you know, a lot of times will be with a pen and a paper, where you write fifteen things that you're grateful for, five from your past, five from your present, five from your future that you're looking forward to, and then you just jumble up that list so that maybe there's a present one, and then a past, and then another present, and a future, and you read off these lists that this list of all these things that you're grateful for that you've written in the present tense, and you're almost confusing your brain in a good way because, you know, you, you've you just read something that you're grateful for from your present, and then you've read something from your past. When you read the future one, you haven't downshifted yet, so you have that feeling of gratitude for the future one also. So you're putting yourself on a nice, uh, really steady kind of progression of thought where you're grateful for all these different levels of your life, whether it's a past experience, a present one, one that you want to manifest or attract into your life still.
1: And I know that somebody like me that hears the words, you have to write them down, will turn around and say, I'm not doing that. So I just want to let you know, Andrew, writing is a great way, but speaking is also a really great way. So for instance, I would say to myself, I am really grateful for the holidays that I experienced growing up as a child. I am really grateful for the brand new things that are coming and happening to the Transformation Network in 2024. I am really grateful to be on Recovery Recharged with my very dear friend and author, Andrew Cap today. Those kinds of things, right?
2: Absolutely. And, and thank and you see for how that. It's
1: making me smile because it just is. And those things work. It may sound like it doesn't work, but we want you to try it. We want you to try this book, just feel good. We want you to take it and and read it for, for, for everything it's worth or listen to it. Do this for what constitutes a habit. And science tells us that a habit is anywhere from 66 days to 90 days. Practice what's in here at your leisure, a few minutes a day, just enjoying yourself. And then we want to know what's happening to you after 90 days. I want you to email me at ellen at com, or I want you to let us know, Andrew, where can we find you?
2: A very easy website. I have a bunch, but if you go to awesome com. That'll take you to um the link to my YouTube channel, the link to all of my books, uh, the link to this month's Escape Velocity program, awesomemarvelous.com, very easy link to get to me. And if anyone's on Instagram, they can always follow me at Andrew Cap Insta.
3: So
1: all we're asking, take the next three months, December, January, February, give it a shot and then tell us things in your life haven't improved greatly. Mine certainly have. Let's bring us a little bit to the present and the future. Let's talk about your program, Escape Velocity, that 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 most of us are a part of. And if you're not a part of it, tell us all about it from beginning to end, Andrew, and how we participate.
2: Sure. Well, I only offer it in December every single year. And it's a 30-day gratitude program where I email people every day for 30 days and I send them a lesson where I walk them through a gratitude method or a gratitude exercise so it's a way of giving people uh 30 consecutive days of feeling good without having to come up with the idea themselves and the reason i call it escape velocity is it's a reference to you know when when a rocket ship goes you know goes to the moon for example you know and that's over two hundred and thirty thousand miles away it uses 90 percent of its fuel just escaping the Earth's atmosphere, which means it only needs 10% of its fuel to go 230,000 miles and back to the Earth. 90% is just the, the, um, the atmosphere of the Earth and the gravity of the Earth. And it has to achieve escape velocity. And I use it as a reference point because when we're often trying to manifest or attract something in our life that's positive for the first time, It feels like we have all these years of negative momentum and it feels like this impossible out of reach thing. But I say, if you go through 30 days and you're just grateful, even for a few minutes a day, you will get the energetic and psychological momentum and achieve your own personal escape velocity of whatever negativity had been holding you back in the past.
1: So how do they get started if they want to start now?
2: If you just go to awesomemarvelous.com, um, that'll be a link to Escape Velocity. And and again, um signing up for Escape Velocity, all you're doing is you're getting 30 consecutive days of videos from me. It's very simple. I, I like to keep things simple. I don't have a lot of bells and whistles. And by the way, if you don't want to pay for the program, well then on your own, you just make a decision every single day for the next 30 days. I'm going to do something. That makes me experience gratitude, even for just a few minutes a day, because that really is more than enough to make a positive impact.
1: So what's on the horizon for Andrew Cap? What do we need to know? What do you want to tell us?
2: Well, for me, you know, the Law of Attraction book came out in 2019. My three words book came out in 2022. Just Feel Good came out this year. There's no rhyme or reason to what I'm doing other than what I'm inspired to do. So there is another book in the back of my mind, but I always wait to write or create something for when I'm actually in the moment and feeling the energy because I don't want an energy or a level of doubt or a level of hesitation or or grit or obligation that's gonna go into the project. I always want it to be coming from a place of enthusiasm And momentum and energy so right now what people can expect is hopefully me continuing to put some kind of positive message out there through the books but um i don't have a specific announce date of anything just yet
1: how long did it take you to write just feel good
2: um the whole the whole thing took eight weeks of of writing and producing writing the book only took me four weeks so I, i went very fast
1: and how about the first book the last law of attraction
2: Last love attraction book you'll ever need to read. I wrote in nine and a half weeks, which is why i I wait till I'm, i have energy because that's how like there's a momentum and enthusiasm there, and it just it goes really fast.
1: That's. um Roadrunner energy. That's Tasmanian devil energy, Andrew. You have written a best-selling book, like the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. How many copies is it sold now? I know you're well above a hundred thousand. Where are you with that?
2: Probably bordering 130,000. I I look at the numbers every month. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know I'm I'm past 128,000 for sure.
1: And how long has Just Feel Good been out on the market?
2: It was. It came out at the end of March, and it's probably close to, and nothing compared to the Law of Attraction book. It's probably sold about five or 6,000 copies.
1: All right, so we want to be able to give this book a push because it has really redirected so many people's lives. Let's talk a little bit more about the book and your forward because I know that the most important thing people want to know is how are you so confident in your forward here? What I'm about to share with you in this book has changed my life. Can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about personally about what that actually means? How did that do that to you?
2: So really where this came from is We've all had our own ebbs and flows. We all have our own challenges and our own victories in life. Uh, 15 years ago, I had a situation where I basically, to me, to be dramatic, I lost what felt like it was 90% of my life, where I I lost my business and my girlfriend of three years, all within a matter of days. And I had to look in the mirror and say, Andrew, what, what, what are you doing here? Why isn't anything working? And I had this weird simultaneous, moment of indignation and epiphany of looking back on the years prior. And whenever I started the small and simple habit of just feeling good for a few minutes a day, that's when things started to take off before inevitably I would get in my own way and stop. So it was as soon as I took that that time and that moment to say, listen, I'm just doing this every day, no matter what, no matter any failures or any successes, I'm not going to use success as an excuse that I've got this now, I can stop, I'm just going to do it. And the moment I made that decision, it was like a movie because, you know, a couple of weeks later I felt way better than anyone with a broken heart had any business feeling. Um, you know, three months later, I'm, I'm in a brand new way, better relationship, way, healthier relationship. Four months later, I'm making more money than at any point in my life before then. And within six months, like everything in my life had completely turned around and was better. And, That's just me, but I get emails almost every day from other people that when they follow these things, and by the way, it doesn't have to be my book. If you could find it anywhere, like I'm not saying I'm the one-stop shop, although I hope my stuff is is very good and very user-friendly.
1: You wrote a book that says the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. As far as I'm concerned, there, that's it.
2: Yeah, and I I, I try to live up to that, but really, I'm, I'm telling, like, either way, like, if people just, like, go into this, they will be shocked. And just to give your voice a little bit of a break here, one extra thing, and I, I was going to say this, if, if closer to the end of this hour, the opportunity presented itself, I was going to wait till then, I recently had a um, stitches in my upper lip, I had a little injury here, and I couldn't smile for a few days. And I'm not going like, listen, you could probably tell by the way I speak, I'm, I'm very passionate and I believe in what I'm saying, but I'm not a happy, lucky, happy go lucky guy. I'm not a sunshine and rainbows and unicorns kind of guy. My life and my days have ebbs and flows to them. But by that same token, the moment I couldn't allow myself to smile because I didn't want to like stretch out my lip and, and create a scar, it was unbelievably difficult to not smile throughout the day and i think anyone listening you you, sometimes even no matter what's going on in your life you don't realize when you're scrolling social media and you see like a friends a a clip from friends or you see like a funny joke you don't actually realize how often you have these little smiles throughout the day we'll always have excuses to smile you would be shocked the moment i finally wasn't allowed to smile for a few days it was an un believable challenge. And this is coming from the place of someone with an imperfect life. And I want to tell people, if you actually try to not smile, you'd be like, oh my God, you, you would notice throughout the day, the, the curl start on your lip and like, oh my God, it, it really is happening. The moment I try to stop smiling, there's going to be something in there. That's an excuse and a reason for me to laugh or be happy or joyful. Even in that moment, all I'm doing is advising people to be a little bit more proactive in that way. And make sure, no matter what, for five minutes a day, they're doing something and feeling good in some way, shape, or form.
1: It's so interesting that you say that because people don't understand how much they naturally want to smile. I think people find ways not to smile because it's Mm. so easy to get things going and do the things you like to do and find the things that bring you joy. Which is almost the same as gratitude, right? I also have my Alexa set for the words, find the things that bring you joy. And one of those things is just being able to smile over it. You're absolutely right. What else do you, and also I want to thank you for your personal experiences and reflections. It's really important for us to know where you came from, why you have done this, and the fact that you also practice what you preach.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and thank you for that. And again, I mean, it's an imperfect life, but there's things in my life today that a younger version of me would have been so jealous of, almost resentfully jealous.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Like what?
2: Well, like selling over 100,000 copies of a book, you know, to, to have to have that level of ease and that level of momentum. There's an earlier, younger version of Andrew who was pulling his hair out trying to figure out how to make it happen, not realizing that all he had to do was lean in with his desire to serve people, his desire to go with the flow and be authentic and and the changes that would have made. But even just, but also the level, and I'm hesitant to say this word because it comes off as pompous, but I'm I'm older than I look, so I'll I'll say this. Um, The level of wisdom to identify when there's something going on in life and I have to redirect myself and I have to shift course and make sure that I'm not falling down some kind of rabbit hole of negativity. A younger version of me just didn't have the wisdom and the insight to spot that in the moment and do something about it. So that younger version would have been very jealous of me in that regard. Also.
1: I'm not so sure that the younger version of myself would have even realized what was happening, you know, uh, to be, to be jealous or, or, um, or not feel gratitude. I know that this book has also been responsible for changing my life and for changing the lives of many of my clients. So tell us again where to find you, please.
2: Thank you so much. Um, awesomemarvelous.com will forward to all the books, like it and anywhere on Amazon. And by the way, if, if you're outside the US listening to this in some way, shape, or form, um, just going to your regional Amazon and searching for the titles of these books, looking for Just Feel Good. Um, or if people want to find me on Instagram, I'm simply Andrew Cap Insta.
1: The last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read The Stocking Stuffer That's Perfect, Just Feel Good. It gives you a great kickstart to the new year. This is Ellen Stewart. The Pushy Broad from the Bronx. I am thrilled that you are here with us. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2024. This is Ellen Stewart, the Pushy Broad from the Bronx, saying thanks for listening. And remember, everybody needs a little push.
0: From the Pushy Broad from the Bronx News.